Is it possible to grow your business without getting any new customers? Helping you take your business to the next level. Welcome to The Crew. Hi, it's Chris here. I'm the founder of Digital Crew and I'm a brand strategist and a consultant. And uh, welcome to our new little live streaming room. I'm busy, you know, getting this room ready for, for regular live streaming and, and video creation and everything. I hope you can see me okay with my little halo over here. It's very bright outside. Um, the sun is in a very awkward position and uh, this is the best corner of the room. So I can't film to any other corner, but um, I hope you guys can see me okay. I hope you had a great week. It's Friday, thankfully. Um, I hope you had a great week. We, I certainly had a great week. It's just a bit chilly um, these days. It's, uh, it's, we're, we're just getting into winter right now. So uh, yeah, wish us luck. Anyways, before I uh, ramble on too much, I want to ask this question. In the next 20 or 30 minutes, not a question, a statement, but in the next 20 or 30 minutes, I'm going to show you exactly how to fuel business growth without getting any new customers in. Um, and this is a really important thing to, uh, to discuss right now since we are in the middle of, of still a COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, the, the, the sad thing is people just aren't, you know, they don't have as much cash at their disposal right now. So if you are a commodity brand or anything like that, we're, we're facing some serious uh, difficult times right now. And we need to learn how to make the most of what we have, meaning our customers right now. Um, just a couple of um, logistics. If you wait to the end of this video, I'm going to show you exactly how you can uh, get access to, to uh, exclusive masterclasses that we will be presenting on a regular basis. How you can get access to those things for free, um, which in future will not be the case. So jump on board while, while, uh, while you can, um, but only you have to wait to the end of this video to get that info. So. Another, in a, on another note, I can't seem to find my words today. On another note, um, if you're listening to this on the podcast or if you're watching this while having a million other tabs open, uh, I ask you just to close those things down for now. Um, just pay attention. Just uh, spend some time with us right now. This is really information dense and I really want you to take note of these things and get the most out of this. Um, you might be asking yourself, why am I qualified to teach you about business and about how to make the most of your customers? Let me tell you my story. Um, in September of 2019, I went into my own business full-time, this business, Digital Crew. And uh, I've been, before that, I was sort of, you know, learning about marketing and everything through doing that for a non-profit organization. Um, and in September of 2019, I took the plunge um, little did I know about what the time was, the time that was to come, you know, being COVID-19 and everything. And so really I've had to learn the hard way how to, you know, survive and how to actually, you know, implement all this marketing know-how that I've been, you know, uh, this, this experience that I've been gaining through, uh, through the nonprofit side. Now I was sort of forced to, uh, to implement this thing. Um, but the sad thing is that Obviously now with COVID-19, I was facing a tough situation because the customers that I had, I sort of had to start helping out more on a, on a free basis because they were facing a cash flow issue 
and it was hard for me to sort of get new clients in because now I'm all the all the new people are also facing cash flow issues and no one really wants to you know undertake new projects as such um, so that was really the wall that I was hitting and I had to learn how to actually make the most of the customers that I had and that really forced me to change my thinking um, and change the business model as as I knew it so that's what I want to share with you today um, if uh, if you were to ask me like December of 2019 just before this COVID-19 pandemic struck what I would what I was thinking you know would be the best way to grow a business I would have automatically just told you to get new customers I mean that would just be the obvious thing I mean that's when I think marketing that's what I really think about you know getting new customers increasing brand awareness and all that type of stuff um, but now what this really what this crisis has forced me to do and what it has forced most of us to do is to really you know be conservative with our with our spending but also look at how can we you know explore new ways of getting cash and how how can we explore new ways you know uh, do we need to do payment methods and stuff like that so it's a it's been a really interesting journey and i've by no means by no means am i saying that i have mastered this art form of whatever business growth or the science i don't know what it is but it's certainly not easy that's that's the one thing i can tell you i've not mastered it i just feel like the stuff that i've learned i would love to share with you and maybe you can apply that into your business so right now i would like us i don't know how your week was but maybe you can just close your eyes with me and just imagine just take a deep breath you know i don't i'm recording this on a on a friday afternoon just heading into the weekend I have a lot of things planned and uh, in, in order for this for this live stream and for this lesson just to you know hit home and be most effective to you let's just let go of all those thoughts that are running through our minds and let's just absorb what it is that we are learning today so just close your eyes for a second and and breathe with me take a deep breath and I want you to imagine a future where your business growth is not dependent on the amount of clients or the amount of new clients you can get, but rather on how well you serve the clients that you currently have. Imagine a future where you can actually go from six to seven figures with the exact same amount of clients, but even from seven to eight figures, eight figures to nine figures with the exact same amount of clients that you have. That's what I want to discuss with you and that's what really what I want to explore with you today. Um, and the first secret is, there's, let, me, let me backtrack a bit, there's this false belief that I, that I think a lot of us have fallen into. This is the, this is the belief that I was in a couple of months ago um, where I thought the only way to make more money and to make more sales in that sense is to get more customers. Right, so that's what I thought, and let me get another color marker out here. That's what I thought. The only way to make new, uh, to to make more money is to get new clients, and that's just not the truth. Really, what is you know, what is what we found to be true is number one. Um, let me write this down for you. New customers. are 
more expensive. Let me make a new line here. I'm taking really long for some reason right now. I don't know if you can if you can read this. This is this is my Friday afternoon handwriting right here. This is like I'm tired. My hands don't want to write anymore. This is this this is that handwriting right here. So, anyways, if you can read this, it says new customers are more expensive. So there's this. Um, it's not a new concept, but what we found is that old new customers. It's more it's more expensive to get new customers than to retain old like existing customers, right? So why do I say that? Let me. Let me uh, let me pitch it to you like this. Um, when I was uh, at the beginning of of this year, I was helping a um, a network marketing business MLM thing, a, a client of mine, um, and they had or they were doing a certain amount of of money monthly, you know, just recurring revenue, and they wanted to increase. And so, really, what the what the issue was that they came forward to me with and what they wanted help with was to get new customers. Pretty, you know, it's pretty obvious if I want to make new money, I need to make get more customers, you know, that that uh, existing belief that they had. And at the time, I that's the way I would have approached it as well. So what we devised was a plan to go and um, through Facebook ads to attract new people to the to the business. Um, Facebook ads, obviously, I don't know if you if you have dabbled in marketing or whatever, but Facebook ads seems to be the go-to at this stage of, of uh, you know where we where we find ourselves. Um, they are cheap, so to say, you know, relatively speaking, um, and they just you know Facebook can basically reach anyone because most people are on Facebook. And so what we did was we devised a a campaign that we would run you know, to a landing page where people would sign up in order to download like a, uh, a, a resource on, I don't, I don't want to give it away because then you know exactly what the MLM is, but it's, they would download a resource and in exchange for the resource, they would have to give their email. So it's a, it's a pretty easy funnel right there. But what we were, what we were finding is that we would have to spend insane amounts of money not insane amounts, but we would have to spend a lot in order to get people just to sign up. And that's not including, like that's just getting the email, that's just getting the lead, that's not even getting them to sign up for the products and all of that type of stuff. So what we were looking at was, I think we spent about $100, $300 to get three, four emails. And from that, you know, we, really, we didn't really get a lot of, um, we didn't really get a lot of clients. You know, so granted, number one, at that time, you know, you might be able to say that the Facebook ads just weren't working, um, but we were testing a lot of different things. Obviously, we would we would be able probably to get that cost per acquisition down. But the, the, the fact of the matter is it was it was costing us more. It was costing the, the, the client more than they wanted to spend. Um, and on the flip side, if you were to look at the current client base, I reckon it would be easier to sell more products to the current client base than it would be to get new clients in. What I mean by that is they already have the current clients, uh, you know, they have the email addresses, they have the contact information. They probably have um, like addresses, they could probably ring up the people and say, listen, let's, let's meet up sometime, whatever, whatever. 
um, and in that way they can probably pitch okay this you you're you're busy buying product a on a monthly basis but let me um, they just brought out uh, product B which really complements product A so you should buy product B as well and in that way you know it would be much cheaper just to to pitch that sort of a, a deal than to get someone who's not at all familiar with the company or with the products to actually buy into the, the business. You get what I'm saying? Oh, this is making sense to you. This is a very long-winded explanation. But pretty much new customers are more expensive to acquire than just keeping with the old customers and selling more stuff to them. Okay? Number two. Are you with me so far? Let me just pause there. Um, number two is, let me just see if I can read my notes right here. Number two is, um, you might be asking yourself, okay, Chris, now you're saying that I should just keep the current clients that I have. How on earth do I do that? Um, I'm having trouble, you know, keeping clients. Maybe they're leaving and everything. Um, well, I have two words for you. And this is some business uh, jargon, maybe. Customer experience. I'm just going to abbreviate this because I really can't be bothered to write anymore right now. Uh, customer experience. Customer experience is basically, um, it's exactly what it sounds like. How you retain old customers is by giving them, them an amazing experience that makes them feel like they don't want to go anywhere else rather than, you know, buying from you. So uh, we have a couple of grocers and I can imagine in your local city or your local town, there's a couple of grocers in your area. Um, I remember when I, was a, when I was a child or when I was a, a kid, we used to go to a, a nearby shop quite often. Um, and... Not because of this or, or that, but, you know, that's just because the shop was close. Fast forward a couple of years, I remember when, uh, when we got our first, like, real, like, mall, you know, like a shopping mall experience. Um, they just built this new mall and it was crazy. It was, uh, it was, on, it was where the old municipal swimming pools used to be located. Um, but they built this mall and it was, it was quite crazy, like you know, being able to go to multiple shops and not have to walk that far. And um, really what, what, we, what, I, what I realized happened was we stopped going to the shop closer to the house um, in favor of going to the shopping mall. Why? That, like logically that makes no sense because we're spending more money on fuel just to get to the mall. We're probably spending more money just buying, walking around, you know, buying from different shops we're probably wasting more time. So it's really not a resource effective method of doing things, but still we prefer to do that till this very day. Um, and I think the, the reason, if you, if you would agree with me, is customer experience. Because once we're there, we don't just, we're not just, you know, we don't just have to buy from one shop. There's a lot of loads of shops right around there. Like there's grocers, there's uh, fashion shops, there's cosmetic shops, there is, you know, maybe a car dealer, there's coffee shops, there's restaurants, there's a whole host of things that you can do. And it's not really that far from each other. You know, you can walk a, a couple of meters, a couple of hundred meters, and you're at the next shop. Um, and it's really just a better experience. Like the, the cleanliness of the environment is better, you know, all that type of stuff. 
Customer experience. What we're experiencing is at, at shop B is better than what we experienced at shop A. Maybe they have more variety, maybe the place is better. Like I said, in the case of the shopping mall, um, there's a load of shops at one space um, as opposed to you know going to one shop and having to drive to another place if we want to go you know clothing shopping whatever so custom experience is how you keep customers so once we went to the shopping mall um, we kept going there because we had a consistent experience consistently the experience was of such a nature that we wanted to you know go there again and again and again now another interesting thing to note is once another shopping mall opens now it's sort of thinking okay which shopping mall offers the better experience which shopping mall has the better shops which shops have more variety so all of these types of things and i we mentioned this we we sort of touched on this in the last in the last uh, live stream where we spoke about um you know uh, trust equals reliability plus delight. I don't know if you remember that equation. Let me just write it down here. So trust equals reliability plus delight. So what we basically said, and this is if you if you didn't watch the last live stream, reliability just gets you to the races, right? Reliability sort of um, is a requirement for being competitive. If you don't consistently deliver on the promise that you're making to your customers, if you don't consistently deliver on that and, and actually, you know, meet their expectations, that's the fastest way to lose clients. Okay, so you might be getting new customers, but your retention rates are atrocious, right? You're, you're getting in new customers, but you're losing them right there. So what really is happening is people are coming in, you disappoint them and they leave. They go to another shop, right? Reliability is number one. They get you to the races. But then further than that is this thing of delight. So if you can delight your customers, if you can exceed the expectations, then that's where true customer experience really skyrockets. That's where, um, let me think of an example. Uh, I don't know if you've ever gone to a... This is now hard to think on the spot of an example, but let's say, for example, you go to a shop. Um, it's a local grocer. You get your goodies and your things and you go to the, the cashier and you pay, right? Then you find out, oh, but they are giving me, um, because I spent this amount, I'm automatically entered into a draw for a cash prize or a to win a vehicle or something like that, you know? That's, I didn't expect that. But it's freaking cool. I mean, they I, they just delighted me because now all of a sudden I am I stand a chance to win a cash prize, um, or some or or a company that just sends you random gift vouchers and stuff just because you're on their email list. That's the light right there. Or if you buy one thing and you get another one that you weren't expecting, like buy one get one free, but that's not what they advertised. You know, so you buy like let's say a pack of chocolates, and they send you two, just because you know, for the heck of it, because they understand that the light is how you keep customers and how you make customers actually multiply without spending that much. Because now all of a sudden, I'm going to tell all my friends about this delightful experience that I just had. Understand? So number one, new customers are more expensive than, than old customers anyways. So 
you know, how do you keep all the customers coming back again and again and again? Customer experience. You have to deliver an amazing customer experience. So, number three, this is the final point right now. Um, let me check my notes right here. Uh, I'll, let me let me see if you if I'm looking at my notes right now. I this is my Friday handwriting. I can't even read my own handwriting. Um, okay, so I remember now. <laughs> A lot of people say, um, depending on which industry you are, you might be facing the problem that your customers only buy once. If you're in real estate, for example, if you're a real estate agent, realistically, a family only buys a home maybe once if maybe every 10 years depending on which which area you live in i mean my family we've been we my parents bought a house when i was like a year or two old and that's the same house that they living in till this very day um so realistically real estate agents they you can't really keep selling a house to the same family unless they are like you know, addicted to moving around, which I think most people are not because moving is such a schlep anyways. So how do you navigate that sort of thing? Or like, let's say you, you sell cars and stuff. Well, in that case, what I would say is what would be, what would be best is to look at something. And this is all again, something that we discussed previously, um, but to look at your, now it's getting harder to write right here. You look at your, value ladder look at your value value ladder um, so if you don't know what this concept is what basically um, let me see if I have enough space here what basically happens is that you um, walk your clients up from a cheap product to your most expensive product right so there's this journey that takes place over time. So let's say on this axis you have time um, and on this one you have a value, like monetary value now. Um, so as time progresses, you walk your customers through this journey of having them pay for more value, but also pay higher prices. Now that's that's something you can understand. If you're in, let's, let's use the car example for just for interest sake. Um, selling a car is probably right here, right? So you probably only sell a car once every three to five years. If you're a dealership or a manufacturer, regardless, that's right here. Where can you, how can you now, you've sort of skipped all these steps, but what you can do is you can capitalize on these things, right? So let's say uh, you don't only sell cars, but you also do maintenance. So you could sell a maintenance plan where they pay every month, like a continuity program, where they pay every month a certain amount and for that they can um, get you know once the car breaks down or anything like that you come out you fix the car free of charge almost like an insurance policy that they're paying for right so that's like a monthly they pay you there 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 again and again so you're basically getting one customer is paying you monthly installments for something that they might only use like once in a while, right? So once the vehicle breaks down, you might come and you might fix it or you might tow it in and whatever, or you might fix the windshield wipers once once every f you know 14 months or something like that. 
So continuity program, that's number one. Number two is, I mean number one, number two is moving down the ladder. What are some cheaper things that you know that you can sell to them that they would actually want? So for let's use the maintenance thing of the car. People need to people need to buy let's say tires once in a while. Um, so you, that's something that you could sell. That's probably right here in the middle, I would say. Like a once-off tire change or something like that. You know, they could buy that from you. Uh, something cheaper that they could probably get is paying for test drives or, you know, test drives. I know for the higher-end luxury brands, they probably do this. They actually have to pay to, to test drive the car. Um, not Not like cheaper brands like the Toyota, Nissan, all those types of stuff. You probably don't have to pay there. But if you are selling like a high-end thing, you can probably charge for test drives um, just because the, the value of the car is so much more and the risk is there that, you know, they might actually damage the car. So they could pay for that. You know, those are just some examples. The key, how you figure these things out is what I call adjacent needs. Okay, so... You sort of satisfied um, need X, right? If I can just write properly. Okay, so need X has been satisfied. So let's use the example of people buying real estate. So they need a home. You solve that for them. Okay, so but now they've bought the home. Now, probably six times out of ten, people want to actually remodel the home, change a couple of things. You could offer that. As an adjacent need and say okay listen um, for this amount I can actually get you a painter I can get you someone who can you know just redo the the shelving and stuff I can get you someone who can do the cupboards and all that type of things so it's an adjacent need but it's not they don't need another house what they need is to fix the house that they currently have again you can offer them maybe something else where it's like you know they pay a monthly amount um, and you you know, do, I know termites, termites for us have been a, like a massive issue. So maybe once every three months you come out and you actually make sure that there are no termites in the ground or in the walls or anything like that. So they pay a monthly amount and you, you know, you deliver on that promise. So that's a cheaper thing. It's not like, you know, they're buying a house again, but it's the same customer. You don't have to go out and get a new customer. It's the same customer that is buying that is paying monthly installments to you to actually come and deliver a service or something like that. So those are just some ideas. I think that third point um, about, you know, different industries, obviously people don't buy as much. If it's a consumable product, people buy often. And so there the key becomes to deliver such an amazing experience that they keep buying your product as opposed to everyone else's. When it comes to high-end products like commodity goods, like houses, cars, things like that, people only buy like once in a blue moon. There, the real, the real art of it comes in with finding adjacent needs, serving those needs, that they don't have to go anywhere else. And also, you know, thinking about your value ladder. How can you, what other services can you offer that's maybe more expensive, less expensive, anything like that. I just remembered an awesome thing that I would like to share with you. We were speaking about continuity programs for car dealerships. Um, if you're in the US or I think in Europe, uh, Porsche does this really well. So they have, they're exploring like a subscriber-based model 
where you pay a, a monthly amount. Um, they probably have different levels or whatever. So where you pay a monthly amount, let's say you pay X every month. And what they do is that they give you a Porsche to drive with. So you don't own the Porsche, but you can, like, let's say you, uh, this month you have the 911, um, and then, you know, okay, in a couple of weekends, I need to go, you know, to that other place. We are going on a family trip, so we need the SUV. So then you tell them, okay, listen, in this, this weekend, we need the SUV. They come, take the 911, give you the SUV. You just have to refill it. They look after all the maintenance. They look after, you know, um, making sure that the car is still in a good condition. You just have to, you know, put the fuel in the car and actually go and tell them when you want a new one. That's pretty amazing continuity program. And it's like creative, right? So it's almost like a magazine subscription model where you get a new magazine, um, but it's with high-end products. It blew my mind when I, when I read about that. So um, those are the three keys on how you can fuel business growth without getting any new customers in. Um, so number one, just to recap, new customers are actually more expensive to, to get um, than, old, than, than to retain old customers. So number one, new customers are, or old, retaining old customers is actually more desirable probably for you than uh, you know, getting new customers, especially in this time of COVID-19, where probably most businesses are strapped for cash and, and cash flow is a real issue. Number two, how do you retain them? Customer experience. You just have to deliver a better experience than your competitors. And number three, if you are selling something high-end or like premium goods or anything like that, then how you, how you capitalize on old customers is by looking at adjacent needs and looking at your value ladder. How can you ascend people up the value ladder or how can you cater for you know, less, uh, lesser needs or less expensive needs, right? So those are the three keys. Now, let me ask you this. This, this stuff is obviously pretty hard because otherwise I would not have to be teaching you this if, uh, if it was easy. Information is readily available, right? So the information of it is, I mean, realistically, if you knew what to search for, you could probably search for this on Google and find similar answers or get even different perspectives or whatever. What's really, what's really helpful and what really makes a difference is getting insider or, or getting help like either doing, getting someone to do things for you or to help you do things, like a coach or a consultant. Now, I am actually offering a, let me, let me pitch it to you this way. I am developing, I'm putting the fi finishing touches on a program that we're developing called Total Growth. Now, this program is actually going to teach you how to increase your profits, how to increase your impact and how to grow your business without the expense of crappy marketing. And the, real, the, the, way I, the reason I say that is because a lot of people, they really have a hard time with marketing, especially if you're a technician, if you're not a marketer owning a marketing agency, chances are you probably have a tough time with marketing and sales. That's really why I developed this program. So that, that you can have the whole A to Z of um, marketing help, not just information, but help like coaching and consulting one-on-one -on -one in a group environment. Then I shouldn't probably say one-on-one, -on -one, but in a group environment where everyone comes together and we can really discuss and, and, and go through problems. And you can sort of have a, 
uh, over the shoulder experience almost like where you would be you know doing something on the computer and I can actually be giving you feedback on what you're doing and what you might what I would change what I would be doing differently what what you're doing a good job on that type of stuff so that's what this program is for now you have the opportunity to get this to get free access to this program to give you an idea I'm I'm going to sell this this program for about 9.97 US dollars um it's going to be like a 6 7 week program I think just have to see how long it takes to go through all the material but it's going to be sold for 9.97 the awesome news is you don't have to pay that because right now i'm off offering beta access to about 100 people um, i'm going to put a link in the comments in a couple of seconds um, where you can actually go check out a um screw like let me let me backtrack a bit let's let's forget about the link there's a group that I that I've started called the Digital Crew Community. This is the beta group. So if you go on the Digital Crew page, just click the the name of the page right up somewhere, um, and then it's going to take you to obviously the profile of the page, and then you can scroll on. If you're on the phone, it's going to be like side horizontally. You can scroll and find groups, or if you're on the PC or on a on a Mac or anything, you can scroll on the sidebar. There's going to be a tab that says groups. Um, go to that. You'll see the digital crew, crew community. You can just ask to join that thing. That's the beta group. So that's where we're going to be doing masterclasses every Friday, just like this one. So in the future, I'm going to be I'm going to stop doing these on a, on just the page, and I'm going to be doing these in the group. So I'm going to be giving you help. We're going to be interacting in the in the comment section. Um, we can probably do like hot seats where I I get get one of you to actually come in present your problem and then I'll give you solutions. We'll ask the rest of the community also for their help. It's gonna be crazy. So I'm really looking forward to this thing. Like I said, right now you have the opportunity to do this absolutely for free. Um, but if you wait a couple of weeks, um, you're gonna to have to pay 997 like everyone else. So don't let this opportunity pass you by. I'm really excited and I can't wait to see you there. I hope you take charge of this opportunity and I hope you, you seize it. So uh, until I hope you see you on the other side and until next time, cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crew. The Crew is a proud production of Digital Crew, the marketing consultancy that helps you grow your business by defining your business identity and message so that you stand out from competitors, build deeper customer relationships, and increase revenue.